Thank you for joining Crossway on the With God Pod. Whether you're in your car, in your home, on a walk, or with someone, we're excited that you've joined us for a deeper dive into Scripture, its tough sayings, and the people God used throughout. This year, we're going through the whole Bible, tracing the With God journey through the Bible, through the year, through us. And with that, let's dive into today's episode. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining today. I am Chris Birch. And I'm Anson Tebow. And on this Friday, we are going to look at the person of Esther, who we find kind of hanging out, um, not in the middle of Israel, like most of the people that we've been studying about, but uh, in Persia, Mm. and kind of hanging out with King Xerxes, who is a historically kind of bad, evil king, right? Yeah, and in the book of Esther, he is like a bumbling idiot. Yeah. Like, he doesn't make a single decision. Yeah. and he just provides his stamp. Yeah, so Anson, um, I'm, I think Esther has probably one of the greatest introductions in the Bible. If you read uh, in Esther 2, so this is, this is Esther 2, 7, and this is how she gets introduced, all right? It's really good. This young woman, who is also known as Esther, had a lovely figure and was beautiful. I mean, if that's how you're going to get introduced, right? I mean, that's a great way to be introduced. Like, could you imagine? It's like, and here is Chris Birch, muscular and handsome. I'd be like, all right, I'm out. I win. (laughs) I think that's a great way to be introduced. You know, I might put that on the website, you know. I think you should. Under my profile is just, here is Chris. He is muscular and handsome. (laughs) So, but that is how Esther gets introduced. Um, This young woman, who is also known as Esther, had a lovely figure and was beautiful. So... Yeah, can uh, teach us about Esther. What what can we learn? Yeah, Esther is um, is a person within Scripture who um, who is unique in in many different ways. And one of them, like we talked about Wednesday, is there's not a like overtly spiritual nature to her, uh, or an overtly spiritual nature to what happens around her and in her book and specifically. In her book specifically. Yeah. So she's her, if you if you read about her, she's primarily in. The, the book of Esther, where we find that the story of Esther is, is pretty much King Xerxes is throwing this massive party. Everybody's drunk. Everybody's, um, every, they've been partying for days and days and days. Mm-hmm. He wants to see his queen and pretty much wants to show her off. So have her come in and, and be shown off and, um, and not the most respectful way to, to the queen. Um, and the queen, Queen Vashti, is like, no, nah, I'm not doing that. Like, I'm, I'm not coming. Refuses to come. Makes the king Xerxes super, super mad. Enough so that um, he then wants a new king or new queen. But the thing is, like I, like I said on uh, or a little earlier, is he doesn't make any choices, mm. King Xerxes. So he, like his, his leaders, the people around him, are like, hey, this is what you should do. And he's like, okay, I'll do that. Yeah. Um. So then he has this like beauty pageant where all of these um, virgin women um, come in and, and we know like Esther. So um, she was a, between 40 and 80 at this time. That's the, like the, the age that we, we have and, and know of um, her possibly being. So you can assume many of the women are, are around that age. They come in and, and they spend night with the king. And if he likes her, he keeps her. If he doesn't, he doesn't. Um, 
so what happens is Esther, it's her, her time for her night. All she does is she goes in with what the person suggested, doesn't do anything extra. She goes in, King falls in love with her, everything. So he's like, you're queen now. But what we see is in the meantime, this man named Haman, the like almost like prime minister um, to Queen King Xerxes, um, is it makes this decree. He he finds that Mordecai, who raised Esther, so this is an interesting fact of Esther. Esther was raised by her cousin mm-hmm. because both of her parents died. So this man named Mordecai raises Esther, and Mordecai, because Esther became queen, comes and and is it kept checking on Esther. How are you doing? How are you doing? Comes to the gate, whatever. And and then Haman um, starts asking people to bow, and Mordecai refuses to bow, um, which would have been caused an uproar right. in the time. Um, so he refuses to bow. So Haman gets super mad, finds out that Mordecai is is from the Jewish race, um, and is like, all right, I'm going to make a decree that we're, we're just going to kill the entire Jewish race, mm-hmm. wipe them out. So what he does is he goes to King Xerxes and is like, yo, I'm going to kill, I want to kill the whole Jewish race. And King Xerxes is like, okay, write it up. I'll stamp it again. King does nothing. Bumbling idiot. Um, so then this, this gets heard of, um, and Mordecai finds out Esther hasn't really found out yet. Mordecai finds out. Um, and, and Mordecai comes to the comes to Esther, sends someone to Esther and be like, Hey, this is what happened. Like you need to do something because Esther is from the Jewish race. Um, and Esther's like, wait, tell me more. And then he goes back, you need to do something. And this is something that's like really, really bold because mm. no one was allowed to enter the King's quarters without his asking. Yeah. Like in, in historical times, at least at this time, there would have been in, um, in the King's chambers, wherever he was, there would have been a guard with an ax. And if the King said he didn't want that person there, the guard would immediately just chop their head off. That's a fun gig right there. Like, I, you like you wake up to work and be like, I don't know how many people I'm gonna kill today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, just yeah. get told what to do. I don't know. Um, so like, what Mordecai was telling Esther to do, or what Mordecai was saying, hey, this is something you should do, is is like pretty powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, is is pretty strong. Like that's not not lighthearted. Yeah. Um, but what we see. Um, and there's one other aspect too that I forgot to mention is Mordecai had figured out a plot to kill King Xerxes before this and told them. So Mordecai is already in the good graces of the king because he figured out the plot and that comes into play later in the story. But then we find Esther here with this dilemma of saying, do I go to the king and, and, and try to save my people with the risk that I might die, that I might mm-hmm. lose my life or do I save myself? But then what we see is Mordecai pretty much says, and we'll we'll talk about this a little bit more on on Sunday in the sermon as we look at the the story of Esther. Is Mordecai is pretty much just like if you don't do it, someone else will. Mm. Meaning like God in what he's saying isn't necessarily that all these people will come and save, but what he's saying is that God will save His people. Yeah. So if you don't, someone else will. Um, and it's almost this this like invitation to come alongside what God is doing because it's like if you if you do it like God is with you he will walk with you because he is going to save his people. Um, but then if you don't like someone else will and Mordecai even like your family will suffer if you don't. Yeah. But Esther then has this choice. 
and she chooses to go. The The king allows her to come in. She throws a party, um, throws a banquet for them, and then asks them to come back, and she has Haman a part of this. And, um, and then Haman continually gets more mad at Mordecai. And then is like, I'm going to hang him. So they set up these gallows to, to hang him. And then the night before Mordecai is supposed to be hung, um, King Xerxes is like, uh, he can't sleep. He, so he wakes up and asks to read um, this book. And this book has the, the lines about how Mordecai had discovered this plot that, um, that these two people were going to try to kill him. Um, so then they're like, what are we going to do? Um, and he brings Haman in the next day. He's like, have we recognized this person? Um, and like giving them their, their share of, of um, recognition of praise mm-hmm. of whatever. And um, Haman's like, no. And then she's, so he asked Haman. So Haman had this plot this day to kill Mordecai by hanging him. Yep. And the morning that he wanted to do that, he walks into the King's office and the King is like, so how do we praise Mordecai? Yeah. Like, what do we, what are we going to do to praise this person? Right. So then Haman has to like walk Mordecai through the town, praising him and giving him all this, whatever. And, and it's powerful. Like it's, it's almost this like unique flipping of the script yeah. that, um, that you see within this story. And then, and then Esther finally asks, asks the King, he's like, she's like, Hey, like my people are going to die based on this decree. Mm-hmm. Um, can you save us? Um, like, can you do something about this? And what, what King Xerxes ended up doing is saying, Hey, write this up and then we will send this out pretty much like write this up and we'll send it out. So they write it up pretty much. And it wasn't. So if the King stamped it, it can't be reversed. Yeah. So what they had to do is they had to write something sort of contradicting in a sense. So like the initial one was that all the Jewish people, um, the, the Jewish race would be wiped out. This one was all the entire Jewish race could fight back. Yeah. Um, so they write this, but the interesting part is um, because King Xerxes has fallen so in love with Esther, when she says this, he's like, who, who made this decree? Mm-hmm. Which shows me what a bumbling idiot he is because he didn't even know who he's taking advice from like who he's taking advice yeah. from but then they were like Haman um and the gallows that he was going to Haman was going to hang Mordecai on King Xerxes has Haman hung on yeah. that that day so like it it's super fascinating but um this decree gets written and sent out that the the Jewish race is able to defend themselves which they end up doing Mordecai gets risen um, given power, like second in the kingdom, Esther's um, continues to be to be the queen and and live. The Jewish race wins. Continues. We see the line of Jesus continue through yeah. this. Um, it's it's a powerful, powerful story, um, but it's really unique because you find it in between the story of Ezra and Nehemiah. Like this is the time period is in between those time periods. Um, so you see this like spiritual restoration that Ezra brings. In, in Jerusalem, and at the same time, the entire Jewish race is about to get wiped out. So while some of them had come out of exile to Jerusalem, yep. everybody else is about to die. Yeah, And then you have Nehemiah afterwards go build the wall. Yep. But like, just contrasting stories. And this is about 500 years or so before Jesus. So yeah. like 5th century BCE. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, which is crazy. But I think that yeah. contrasting story is is wild yeah and if you you know are into history it's when the movie 300 it's kind of that whole time period so as all this stuff is going on all that other stuff is going on as well 
And yeah, I really enjoy this time period because you get uh, a lot of the um, cultural um, and political wars going on in that area and things like that. And you can read about it in the Bible, but then we've got really good, um, you know, books about it and things like that. And then movies coming out about it. And yeah, it all kind of overlaps, even though they don't necessarily um, mention, you know, uh, one another and things like that. But I, I really enjoy it. And yeah. it's a lot of fun stuff to read about. And especially as you get closer and closer to the birth of Jesus. Mm. So what do you think uh, Esther would have on her like Facebook page? Yeah, so it'd be interesting what name she chose to go by on her Facebook page. Oh, Hadassah. I, so it's either Hadassah or Esther. Yeah, I mean, I think Hadassah I think is a great I think, name. I think it is a great I name. love that name. I don't think I'd want to name my daughter Hadassah, but yeah, I, I do think it's a great I name. J- I think it's a great name. Um, but yeah, Esther um, was her like Persian name that she was given, yeah. which which means star, but it's probably derived from the goddess Ishtar, mm-hmm. um, who was a goddess of sexuality and love. Um, and then originally she was named Hadassah, which means a myrtle, which is a plant used to treat respiratory and skin ailments. At least that's what it's used for now, I think. Um, but uh, the book of Esther, I mean, she has the claim to fame. The book of Esther is only one of the two books in the Bible named after um uh, a woman which the other one is ruth ruth yeah. um so although I, it wasn't written by esther no it wasn't written by was esther it written but by the book mordecai is, um actually i think i think so um, I think it was written by mordecai but um i always grew up thinking jude was a oh um, hey jude <laughs> i thought it was a, i thought the it was beatles a, ruined I that one for you girl. huh <laughs> and i think i had an uh my, i think one of my aunts who my uncle passed away a long yeah. time ago so i didn't this on i don't know but i'm pretty sure her name was jude, jude. Oh, okay. um but so yeah i always thought that was but no it's not it's a dude oh um, ruth and esther ruth and esther. which are i mean great old na- old lady names i mean those, those are like i i hear that and i'm it's like true. oh they must have been old it's, ladies what what in like 60 years what what are people gonna think old lady names are they're gonna be like the like Taylor. <laughs> yeah, like the new... Taylor and Brittany. New age names. Yeah. Um, but the book of Esther in like Jewish tradition is is actually this like description of the holiday of Purim, mm-hmm. which um, is pretty much they celebrate the saving of the Jewish people um, in, in this story. So they get together, they get costumes, they give gifts, they... Um, they, Do they, they still celebrate that? They still today? celebrate it today. Oh, cool! So they still celebrate it today. Didn't they read. They read the book of Esther out loud. And one of the funny things is they like have sound makers and stuff. So every time the name of Haman is read, yeah. everybody boos. boos. And oh, has, like, that's sound funny. Makers and that's... stuff. But it's pretty much like a like Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas combination. Like yeah. they all dress up in costumes. They have great food and they give gifts. Yeah. Uh, but it's this celebration of the saving of the Jewish people. Um, and then the other thing is we don't know if Esther had any kids, um, but there's some Jewish tradition that believes that she was the mother to King Darius, mm-hmm. but that's not confirmed in scripture. Okay. Um, so we don't, we don't fully know, but yeah. Um, but yeah, her Facebook page, I mean, she was part of the, the, the beginning of, of the saving of the, the, the Jewish yeah. race. And while she didn't fight, she without her, um, it wouldn't have happened the way that, that it did. Yeah. It's um, a great story. It and is. I, 
I see a lot of kind of like Shakespearean, um, you know, kind of just like crazy stories weaving in and out Absolutely. and backstabbing and then now having to praise the person you want to backstab. Absolutely. And yeah. so, yeah, really cool book. A lot of fun to read. And I'm really looking forward to Sunday. So, Anton, thank you so much for doing all the research. We will see you later. See you, Chris. Thank you for joining Crossway on the With God Pod. Make sure to catch all our content on Sundays and during the week. See you next time.